Welcome to the Pulse of the Heartland podcast, the podcast where no topic is off limits. Now welcome the boys of the Heartland, Bryant, Ryan, Clark, Joey, and Trent. Welcome to episode six of the Pulse of the Heartland podcast. Uh, Got a lot of topics to get to tonight around uh, college football and NFL. Um, Just want to tell everybody again to let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, what you want to hear, what you don't want to hear, because we will listen to that and run with it. Joey, what are the socials? Hey, what's going on? Uh, Socials. Twitter handle is also the same as Instagram now. It is at Heartland Pulse. And we've also got a Facebook uh, page going on. Posted a lot of smoke and meat stuff the last few days under Uncle Joe. I know Clark put some of his uh, pork butt pictures up. Um, we'll get more of that stuff going on uh, Twitter and Instagram and also let you know when episodes are coming out on Facebook. And while you're at it, Joey, what are you drinking? I am drinking a double IPA from Pipeworks Brewing in the largest city in the heartland, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, it's called Ninja versus Unicorn. Sweet ass can, tastes really good. <laughs> yeah, it's a double IPA though, so it's uh, going down pretty damn smooth. I just like the name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Clark, what are you drinking? I'm working on a little bit of Templeton Rye four-year bottle it's going down nice and smooth a little bit of coke on that delicious you you and al capone drinking templeton we homies yeah <laughs> ryan what are you drinking um, i've got the uh, log of and offerman edition out tonight trying to clear my sinuses a little bit <laughs> that should do the trick bryant what are you drinking I got a Dear Annie out of uh, Kinship Brewing right out of Waukee, Iowa. I've been there a couple times. I actually enjoy it, so I grabbed a, uh, grabbed a six-pack last time I was in high V. Nice. Hmm. Very well done. Hey, Trent, what are you sipping on? I am drinking a Brigade Ale. It's a golden ale from Fire Trucker Brewery in Ankeny, Iowa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, had to go clear to Jefferson to to find it when I was home last weekend. So little adventure. Weren't you the one drinking the fireman brewing one last week? What was that one? Yeah, that was uh uh that was from Tucson, Arizona. That was oh man, now I can't even remember what it was called. But yes, that's I, fine. I, I, was, I knew it was something brewed by a different one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Well we're just about an hour out from the college football playoff rankings coming out. What's everybody's thoughts? Thank God since he's finally back in uh, up oh, into the man. top four. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I mean, I know they've had some ugly losses, or I'm sorry, ugly wins at this point, but, <laughs> I mean, it was going to be inexcusable or, like, I think there would be rioting and pitchforks and torches outside the office of the uh, – college football committee if they didn't put him in at this point dude so i have a question did oregon fall far enough what they drop i was just i was just gonna drop they fall too much they dropped eight spots i mean they've got two losses one of those is to stanford Mm -hmm. 
and one's to Utah, and they got stomped by Utah. Yeah, I, yeah, I think because they got stomped, that's the reason why. Honestly, I think that's fair, dropping them to 11. At this point, I, I guess I don't know if it's more to help the Pac-12's case, but Oregon dropping that far. No one in the Pac-12 is making it this year. You know, there's no real consequences other than Ohio State's victory at this point, which they're doing enough right now on their own. It doesn't matter what Oregon does at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the I committee know. really liked what Ohio State just did to Michigan State because, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think they everyone accepts. I think everyone except Spartan fans like what Ohio State did to Michigan State. <laughs> that was. I, I don't know. I I watched the first half. Of that did anyone else watch? Because or I didn't watch the first half. Did anyone else watch it? No, I did. It, it was a, it was complete bloodshed. It, Man, yeah, I was trying Mich- to say Michigan that State looked terrible. Yeah, and I just saw. I heard the stat line that CJ Stroud had. 339 yards and five touchdowns in the first half. And I was like, holy shit. And then I saw the score. It was 49 nothing. I was like, wow. There was nobody in the backfield that that was anywhere near the wide receivers. Like, it was basically an open field for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm super pumped because I think CJ Stroud just wrapped up my Heisman winning. So that was awesome. Uh, I I wouldn't count on him winning the Heisman. I think he's going to be going to New York, but uh, I don't know, man. I. It's going to be tough because they're always going to look at the – I think there's always going to be a natural SEC bias. Like, they're going to look at Bryce Young with only his his one loss. Same thing with C.J. Shroud, but he's going against SEC competition. And Yeah, but the um, one team that can go against SEC competition is Ohio State. When, and I don't know why I'm even arguing with you because I have both of them in the Heisman pool, so I'll take either <laughs> one. <laughs> so nobody from Georgia, though? I mean, Georgia's undefeated. Number well, one. they switched quarterbacks twice this season, so yeah. I don't. Yeah, it's quarterback. Uh, it's a quarterback award, except for last year, I guess. When they give <laughs> nah, it to receiver. Basically, best <laughs> player on the best team. It's it's not really the best player, obviously, because then just being the Big Twelve ho- or you know Iowa State homer, you know why why is Brees Hall last year what should have been way higher than sixth in my opinion? You know, if we're gonna look at best player, but you're going to go with the, you know, best player on the best team. And if you're not competing mm-hmm. for a natty, you're not going to compete for a Heisman. Correct. So if Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma, um, do they jump Notre Dame? I believe so. Should. They should. I mm-hmm. I just I just feel like there's, a you know, Notre Dame, that name just, you know, hey, let's try to get them as close as possible if we can't get them in it. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, you know, o- Oklahoma State could potentially – beat Oklahoma twice in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, is that going to be enough? Some, I think somebody well, in front of them would have to lose. Yeah. I think they're going to need help for, for sure. Well, right now. I think it's pretty set in stone. So to it, me, if Alabama, go ahead. Um, isn't it possible for Alabama and Georgia to be in the SEC championship? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's so, where they're so, swearing off now. Yeah. So if Alabama loses, shouldn't they be out of the top four? I think they should be. You'd think. But I, the but the good just, thing is the committee has never made an exception for Alabama. So never, yeah. <laughs> not once. <laughs> well, the, and and the and the good thing that will help Notre Dame though is they have one more game this weekend, and then they'll actually be able to improve their case with their conference championship game. Oh shit! Never mind. They're independent, <laughs> so they don't have to. <laughs> so, but if Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma, and then Baylor beats. Texas Tech, 
which is a very good possibility. The Big 12 championship game will be Oklahoma State and Baylor. Oklahoma won't even be in it, which would be right. awesome. Yeah. So love if to see that. If Oklahoma wins this weekend, who do they face? Do you know? Is it Baylor? Oklahoma State. They're, Oklahoma State is locked in. It's between okay. Baylor and Oklahoma now for the second seed. Yeah, and okay. Baylor just has so, to beat Texas Tech to get in. So if Oklahoma beats Oklahoma State this week and next week, uh, do you think they get back in? Oklahoma? Yeah, because you're going to have Ohio State-Michigan winner in for sure. Um, Cincinnati will probably stay in. If Georgia beats Bama, um, I could see Georgia will stay in. Bama um, out. Yeah, Bama's out. And then it's between Notre Dame and Oklahoma, if you're asking me. But mm-hmm. it, I think it's all going to come down to, like you said, I think Oklahoma State is our best shot, re- realistically only shot. And they, I think they have to beat Oklahoma twice, beat the the brand name new SEC highest ranked Big 12 team twice in a row. Because then you're going, we beat the best team and we beat them twice back to back. It's already tough enough to beat that team once, let alone twice in the mm-hmm. season. Look at Iowa State last year. Right. It's just, I don't, for me, I think Oklahoma is your better chance if they can beat Oklahoma State twice because their loss is better. I don't know Michigan very well. Do they have a shot against Ohio State this weekend? They've looked really, really dominant on the defensive line, and their offense is finally clicking. They're run-first offense, so it'll be up to their defense in order to stop Ohio State. I don't know if they can. I, I honestly don't know if anyone in the nation can, but I think they can put up points like in the mid-20s to 30s to stay in a game. But if Ohio State just goes nuts like they did this last weekend – I don't think they have a chance, but if Michigan State's D-line, which is really, really, really good, um, they should have a chance against Ohio State. I think Harbaugh and his khakis could get it done then. I don't know. If I'm a betting man, I'm (laughs) not putting any money on Michigan. I'm just – there is a chance is all I'm saying. Well, I mean, it is good to see Cincinnati up there. Hopefully – you know, between now and the end of the season, they don't screw it up. They just have ECU. So, hey, don't disrespect that real state of Eastern Carolina. Okay. <laughs> I mean, they're seven and four, five and two in the conference. So, you never know. They're hey, coming off of four straight wins. That's the great thing about college college football is the, those are the games where you think. What was it that uh, Pitt West Virginia game? The McAfee mm-hmm. missed a field goal game. Like that shouldn't have even been a question. And it's crazy Friday night, and all of a sudden the number two team goes down. Right. Yes. Well, if they if they win, and I think Houston, if they both win, they're going to be facing a red hot Houston team that their only loss is to Texas Tech first game of the season. So mm-hmm. Cincinnati. I mean, it's not going to be easy for them. Houston's ranked twenty fourth. They're doing pretty well. I I can't say that Cincinnati's going to be a shoe in. They should win and get in, yep. but that Houston game could be could be tough for them. So I'm looking at Houston right now and I don't know. It's it's kind of a crime that their only loss of the year is to Texas Tech the very first game. So they've won 10 games in a row. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they just now got into the top 25 in the college football rankings. They're previously, yeah, yeah, like they're twenty fourth, right? They've won but ten they, games in a row, but they haven't played anyone else at all. 
Like ah. Cincinnati took care of Notre Dame and Indiana in back-to-back weeks, and then has also played out of conferences. I mean, I Houston just doesn't have quite the pedigree that Cincinnati does this year, and that's why they're just now breaking in. And, and I get I, what you're saying. I agree with that, but you think it would take them um, less than ten wins to get somebody's attention to say, "Oh, hey, maybe they should be in the top twenty-five, You know? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I if you look at it, San Diego State is ten and one also, and they just got in the rankings last week. So yeah, I mean, and they they also beat Utah, which just smashed Oregon. So yeah, yeah. I mean, we could sit around and do this all day, and I would love to. This is fascinating to me, and I think we're in for a hell of a you know couple two three weeks here. Um, so I think it's going to be awesome going down the stretch. Yeah, look I- at us. Fixing the college football playoff. We, we done did it again, guys. Yeah, second week in a row, college football's fixed. I, I definitely think you start with the eight. I've already heard like people are like, well, we should just expand it to twelve. And there, are, you know, again, we could go on for a fucking full hour on just the expansion of the playoff. But I think you start at eight, see how that goes. They see all the extra revenue, <clears throat> and maybe you build from twelve. But realistically, anyone outside the top eight probably at that point didn't deserve a chance in the national championship. You know, and then I guess if you have these, you know, the underdog winning and then you have a couple that are like should have been left out, maybe they expand to 12. But every other division of high school, college, NFL has a playoff system that makes sense with all these divisions, except for FBS. Mm -hmm. And I'm totally okay with once the eight teams are settled on having computers seed them so that there's no biases. And yeah. Yeah. You know, then if an underdog two loss team gets in, then they could be seated eighth and go against the number one seed. You know, it, it just to me, that makes more sense. And then there's no biases go- moving forward. Somebody right. get Gary Barta on the phone. Yep. Joey, Mr. Mr. Farda. Tell me Joey. where you've been. <laughs> Anybody else got anything? Nah, let's move on. All right. So moving on to just uh, a recap of college football. First off, we'll uh, we'll hit the Big 12. Again, Iowa State and Oklahoma battle. Another great game. It just, it just seems like the last five years, like, that's how these games have gone between yeah. Oklahoma and ISU. They've just been battles, like one possession games, which is – it's a breath of fresh air. I mean, losing by seven, Oklahoma's a lot better than losing by 50 like we used to, I guess, but – You know, considering the all-time series, Oklahoma – Feels a little it. better. The boys from the Heartland will be right back. Yeah, no, I'm saying you'd look at a series where Oklahoma leads 78 to 7 and 2, you know, and we've actually been playing these one score games as of late. You know, it, 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 like you said, it's finally nice to have some relevant games rather than going into a weekend. Well, but uh, get ready to get bent over. We're going to Norman this weekend. Now it's actually, we're looking forward and the teams are actually chippy towards one another. Yeah. And, you know, really, Iowa State was right there. They just made a couple of mistakes that kind of yeah. were the difference, like that scoop and score. Yep. You know, and just a couple other things that they were, you know, right there. Um, it's good to see Brees Hall continued the streak. So this week yes, he can break the NCAA record for consecutive games with a touchdown. And uh, and may God have mercy on the soul of anyone trying to stop him 
between him and the end zone this weekend, dude. He is, <laughs> he's going to beat the shit out of anyone in his way. That dude is going to run hard this week, and it's going to be fun to watch. Sorry, TCU. Oh, they uh, never had a shot in the first place. Well, I'd like to say I agree, but the last few games Iowa State's played, I think we better just keep our, you know, <laughs> stay humble and just play our game. So I've got a question for you. Let's okay. say Brees Hall gets a touchdown early. Does he pull a uh, Christian McCaffrey and uh, save it for the NFL at that point? No, I, I had I this. I had this thought the other day with their bowl game. Like, are, is he going to sit out the bowl game? Is Charlie Kohler going to sit out the bowl game? Is Will McDonald going to sit out the bowl game? Ashim Young, all these guys are going to get drafted. Purdy, I mean. Yeah, there could be a lot of guys sitting out bowl games this year for Iowa State, which would suck. I, I The only one that I see realistically that would sit out is probably one, Kohler, just injuries and NFL, and then two, maybe Will McDonald. I don't know. The, the guys that Matt Campbell recruits, the, the, that's the type of attitude. You're going to play to the, you know, the, to the whistle to the end of the season, not cutting out early. You know, a lot of these – you know, a lot of the players that go to the SEC, they're going there specifically to go to the NFL. You go to Iowa State for the love of football because up until the last few years, you weren't playing because we we're a juggernaut winning machine up here. So I, I think they play, man. Yeah, you make a good point. But play till the end, and that was another point that I had down here. Iowa State just kind of dig the last couple games has just dug themselves a hole. Yeah. And granted, they come back because they – I mean, they fight back. They play till the end. They just couldn't get it done. But yeah, that's a that's a good point. The the only one thing that I had a gripe with. F- first off, our offensive line in that game. I was trying to figure out why does this look familiar, and it looks exactly like the Kansas City Chiefs line during the Super Bowl last year. Like, I mean, I've never seen a line so porous where they just got through. The, I don't know if they're counting the snap or what they were doing, but they were getting through with ease and not even getting touched. I think they had seven sacks on the game. You, you know, it, it was just disgusting how bad our offensive line was, and Purdy and Hall did everything they could to make some – that's literally making something out of nothing when you have a defensive lineman in there less than two seconds after the snap. I mean, you can't even throw the ball that fast, and you have to react and find someone. It They, they weren't good, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and that's been, I think, the last couple weeks that's been a, an issue. The offensive line, for some reason, just kind of mm-hmm. not as strong. That was supposed to be a strong point this year. Yeah. So. And they kind of were early in the year. And then these last Correct. couple weeks, I don't know if it's just been injury or people have, have figured out the offense. Or, and it could be both. I don't think Tom Manning has done a good job with changing the offense up, up with, you know, the snap counts or different tempos. And I think Oklahoma just figured it out. And that's what good coaches do is they, you know, make the adjustments. And that's what Tom Manning wasn't doing. That very well could be. I mean, they've got 10 games under the or 11 games under their belt now this year and mm-hmm. that's a lot of tape somebody can can watch and figure stuff out so if you don't Absolutely. change stuff up that's going to be an issue so no um no the only thing i was really uh, if you don't mind bringing up uh so iowa state and oklahoma like i said they i think they have if it's not the worst it's probably the second worst overall series lead that oklahoma does in in the and since world war ii this is how far we had to go back. There's only been nine games 
where Iowa State has played Oklahoma within one score, and Matt Campbell has been in four of those. So, I mean, again, Matt Campbell is getting them competing to a level with the Blue Bloods where we're just – we just demolished fucking Texas. Oklahoma, we're competing. I mean, when you're talking about we've had two wins the last five years in Oklahoma, well, when we've had seven wins overall, it's in 100 fucking years. Two wins in the last five is pretty damn good, you know? I would really appreciate it if you would, like, bring up some happy stats – (laughs) Um, well i mean i'm gonna talk about how terrible sark is in a minute so we can get our mood turned around here in a couple seconds Um, (laughs) sounds sounds good let's go let's go on then yeah hey uh question though for me um so iowa state's six and five i know that the season has not gone as planned they were ranked right at the beginning of the season yeah um is is matt campbell the campbell the long-term answer for iowa state yeah everyone seems to love him um, he's doing way more with what previous coaches have. I you think he's the you think he's the long term answer. So are you are you asking that if we want him? Are you asking? Do you think we will? He will. Do you think he'll have success if he stays as coach there? Yes. This uh, the recruiting classes are the best they've ever been. The recruiting classes coming in are better than. The recruiting classes that had the Purdies and Brees Halls and Charlie Kohlers. So I think we will be able to sustain it. Okay. I know you said that you guys were losing a lot of players after the season. So, yes, we're losing a ton. So we might take a state a step back next year because we're going to have a lot of new starters. But once they, have a year under their belt, I think we'll be right back where we are. And and to build off that, I think one, honestly, the you know, the major starters that you're thinking is Purdy, Brees Hall, and Kohler. And honestly, all of them have kind of been injured or taken time off. Their backups don't look too bad, man. Like their backups, I think, can ball just as hard. But I mean, looking at it as well as, you know, uh, uh, what's the Big 12 been for, you know, forever and always since the, the 90s? It's going to be Oklahoma and Texas is what everyone looks at, and they're leaving. So now, you know, in the new Big 12, it's basically going to be Oklahoma State, Cincinnati. I think Iowa State, I could say realistically right now is top four. And then you throw in BYU right now. In their current states are probably the top four, you know. And then you even throw Baylor. I guess I'm not even thinking of, of Baylor. And they, they've kind of shocked me this year. I didn't think they were going to be this good after their last year, I think, four wins. And, you know, I think we're going to have a very competitive, more even – even uh, playing field with Oklahoma was always dominating and Texas always got the five stars. I think it's a lot more even conference. And I think we kind of build up the strength, you know, I think it's still SEC big 10 and then you can make the argument, you know, big 12 ACC pac 12 kind of whatever order you want. But me being the Homer, I think big 12 competes and is number three right now in conference rankings. And Matt Campbell came from Toledo, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, with Cincinnati jumping into your guys' conference, that opens up all of Ohio again for him to recruit. Not that he didn't have it before, but he'll be going up against people that Cincinnati's trying to recruit. And I think that just – I mean, that's a hotbed for uh, football talent. So I think Absolutely. that helps also. Yeah, and with his longevity, you know, people are always like, oh, he's going to leave. He's he's going to LSU. He's going to TCU. You know, in the Big 12 right now, you know, with Oklahoma and Texas leaving, Iowa State is going to have the biggest stadium in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. They're going to have some of the nicest facilities in the Big 12. One of the biggest 
you know, fan bases in the Big 12. So he can kind of use that to recruit. Like, if you want to play in the Big 12, you know, hopefully we can, you know, keep this. And we're the big dog now, you know. And I, I get I get that Iowa State's in a good spot right now, but I have a hard time believing that if, if LSU didn't go to Matt Campbell and say, hey, here's a way more mu- bigger check than what Iowa State can pay you, and we're in the SEC, there's more eyes on you, um, you have better recruits. I have a hard time thinking he's going to turn that job down. But argument to that would be if his end game is to go to the NFL, which he's young, so it might be still, I would be a hot coach in a big five conference and, you know, put up what is great seasons for that school multiple times in a row over going to LSU and maybe getting exposed by – Saban and Lane Kiffin and people like that. I, I think yeah, that, that's a very good point. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I have a hard time believing anyone's going to turn down a, a big time SEC job. I, I, think, I guess it just is. Sorry, go ahead, Brian. I was just going to say, I think Matt Campbell looks at uh, just down the road here at Iowa and he sees Kirk, who has had his, he's averaging, you know, Matt's where it's at, the seven to nine win seasons right now, probably close to seven for Matt Campbell, and he's beloved. And he looks at Kirk down the road, who's been doing these eight to nine win seasons, the occasional 12 and one season, and everyone loves Kirk. I think he goes, well, look at this longevity I can have. There's no pressure. I I am the man here. And then he looks at, speaking of SEC, you know, you're looking at LSU getting rid of a guy two years after a natty. You're looking at Dan Mullen, who I've got some stats on after he was just fired. And, you know, he was in playoff position just last year, I think, before the shoe was thrown. And then now all of a sudden he, he's getting canned. I, I think those type of firings, he goes, why don't I just keep my ass here in Ames and become a legend? And I don't have to worry about getting fired after I didn't quite go eight and four one year because you are chasing the ghost of Saban and Bear Bryant and everyone else in that conference. Does the Big 12 have a TV deal for next year? Do we know? I haven't done any research on it. I'd have to get back with you. Yeah, okay, I, so, I'm not real sure because that was a big deal with Oklahoma and Texas leaving. The reason I asked that is that is that was a big thing for the Kirk uh, contract that got signed by Mr. Farda a long time ago is Iowa was doing so well nationally televised games and stuff that when the Big Ten Network came in and threw a bunch of money at all the all the schools and stuff, Kirk was like, I, I mean, I don't personally no Kirk but uh, I know they threw a bunch of money at him because they were big dog on comp in the conference at that time in the west and can get recruits and stuff that way and so Iowa State may look at that and if they get a big share of that new big 12 uh, TV deal and stuff they may throw a bunch of money at him and have him stay I it to me it all comes down to whatever his end game is if he wants to go to the NFL I think he should stay um, if they throw a bunch of money at him like Brian said, it's a comfortable job. I mean, if he beats Kirk once in a while, that might help. Um, otherwise, it'll be <laughs> Don't good. want to hear it, Joey. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's not wrong. It definitely would help. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Texas. Well, they Texas. lost again. Texas. Uh, you mean. Sixth straight loss. They lose to West Virginia. Um, they have Kansas State up next probably don't see him winning that one either they could lose seven straight games to end the year and 
they're they're not going to be bowl eligible. Even if they beat Kansas State, they're not going mm-hmm. to a bowl this year. So, so yeah. I really like Steve Sarkeesian. Um, so I think they should keep him, and I think he's doing a hell of a job. <laughs> Are you an He'll SEC? Be even better in the SEC. Wait, Joey, mm-hmm. what are you drinking again tonight? <laughs> I just want to love all fan bases. Oh, <laughs> sure, 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 sure. And say before I go on a bry rant, I, I wanted to let everyone else <laughs> talk in about what they really feel about Sark, because, uh, like I said, I'm starting to look more like a genius every week, dude. I think he like sucks, and I don't know. He's not a good head coach. He it needs to stick to offensive coordinator. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think he can run or put anyone in place that can run a defense. But I'll let you give stats and go on your Sark rant. <laughs> anyone else before I jump in on, on Sark again? <laughs> no, no let's hear it. Um, so I guess one overall stat is Oklahoma's win and Texas lost this weekend. Oklahoma has just tied Texas on the all-time wins uh, at 927. So, And Oklahoma did it in 34 less games, so they're winning more often, obviously. Uh, first time in Texas history that they've allowed 30-plus points in six straight games. Uh, Texas, uh, a lot of articles coming out at the beginning of the year about how we shouldn't be the uh, you know, the financial bearer of, of this whole Big 12 and we're really carrying you. Um, in the last decade, Texas has went 54-52 and 52 in the conference. You, you would think talking that you're carrying the conference – You'd have you know you know better than a fifty one percent winning advantage or a winning percentage whatever it is. Um, Sark now fifty and forty two all time as a head coach. He has only ended a season with more than seven wins in college twice, and he has only once ever finished over third in his own division. So when he's in Washington, USC, Texas, you don't have it now, but he's only fished once over third. Uh, Tom Herman, who they paid $60 million to buy out, he never lost more than two games a row, and uh, Sark tripled it in his first year. That, that's it. Are you saying he's an overachiever? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What I'm saying is, honestly, he's a damn good negotiator because if he can have those types of stats and still land all these blue blood jobs, maybe he's got you know some golden knee pads. I, I don't know how he gets these jobs, but God Gary damn, Barta is good. his agent. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Anybody else got anything on Texas? I got no. That didn't go near as long as what I was expecting. I'm kind I of impressed know. with you. No, I, I'm trying what to. She said. I'm trying to keep it a little more lighthearted or not trying to yell as loud. I just let the facts speak for themselves, you know? Bryant's got a bedtime tonight. He needs to wrap the podcast up early. (laughs) Sadly, I'm already on my second beer, so if we don't speed this podcast along, you might start getting some real rants. So that was Bryant with a little R. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I agree. So Iowa State's next opponent, TCU, they uh, they beat KU 31-28. I don't know. It's only a three-point loss for KU. Maybe the momentum from Texas or maybe TCU is just really bad. We'll find uh, out KU, next week. <laughs> the KU plus 13 was the easiest bet I took all weekend. Hell yeah, dude. I don't think I don't think KU is near as bad as what everyone thinks they are. They're, they've been close on so many games. Yep. That yeah, they're not they're not good. They're not a top tier Big Twelve football team. They're, but they're, I don't think they're as bad as their record says. They're the Nebraska of the Big Twelve, keeping every game close. 
That's right. <laughs> I didn't really see any of that game. Did did KU play that what third string quarterback or whatever he was that beat Texas? Uh, I, I saw none of the game. It was a big I, Call I, of Duty weekend this weekend. I, I I had time to play Call of Duty. I was I was playing. Oh come on! I'm pretty damn sure it. they put Mangino in at offensive line. So, yeah. Oh Jesus! Guy, guy can still ball. Low, low hanging fruit there, Joey. Come on. <laughs> hey, I I respect that as a big guy. If he can get in there, go for it, bro. That's really all I have on the Big Twelve. Uh, nothing really interesting happened i mean oklahoma state took care of business baylor they did what they needed to do so anybody else got anything on the big 12 really the only thing with the big 12 was bedlam bedlam at night is kind of one of those it's lsu in death valley at night it's kind of up there where you have a lot of crazy games but you kind of think again oklahoma and oklahoma state you think it's a in-state rivalry and they've been playing for 120 years it would be pretty close you know, we talked about how Oklahoma just dominates Iowa State. Oklahoma State isn't that much better. OU leads that series 90 to 18 and 7. Like, yes. I mean, I think Oklahoma State has got to be loving that they can schedule all these Arkansas and I think Arizona, Arizona States, and they're out of conference now. And they don't have to try and feign like they want to keep playing Bedlam and get their just holes reamed every year by Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> So you said Jesus Christ to me saying that's what she said. And then you bring in bent over and holes reamed in this podcast. God, I love well, it. You know, I just got to express myself. I express myself, Joey. <laughs> All right. Let's hit some big 10 here. Um, Iowa. Did, did they play this weekend, Joey? I didn't, didn't watch it all. They sure did. Uh, right. I'm going to touch on them real quick. I'm going to do a Big Ten rundown because we already talked about most of it with Ohio State, Michigan, and the college football yep. rankings. Iowa did win 33-23 against Illinois. Um, it was way too close for comfort as per norm now. Uh, Wisconsin also snuck out one against Nebby. Uh, Nebraska looked really good and competent, and then their coach let them down. I I'm going to go ahead and compliment Nebraska. Their team looked really good. Adrian Martinez was moving out of the pocket. Their defense looked pretty decent. And then all of a sudden, a lot of bad play calls in the fourth quarter for them. And Scott Frost, I just, uh, I don't know. I I don't like the guy, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. Um, And the rest of it, Purdue won. Uh, So basically this next week comes down to uh, Ohio State, Michigan for the East, and if Iowa can pull it out against Nebraska in a huge ass rivalry game, and if Minnesota, Wisconsin, if that goes uh, the Minnesota way, Iowa's in. If Wisconsin wins there, so it's a big weekend in the Big Ten, baby. So I watched like the second half of the Wisconsin Nebraska game. You totally right on their coach, let them down like. They got down there and they could have scored a touchdown to tie the game with under a minute left, but they had mm-hmm. like a holding penalty on first down. So it was like first and 20 from the like 25 yard line. And they just like heaved the ball into the end zone four straight plays. Right. Like they didn't try to get a chunk of that back once. And it was- the worst part was, is sorry, not to interrupt you. You can go ahead. No, go ahead. The worst part was, and I don't know if this – so, Adrian Martinez is out for the Iowa game. I don't know yes. 
no one's really said whether it's lingering uh, issues or if it's something. Supposedly got a shoulder injury in the Wisconsin game, but uh, something happened where he wasn't rolling out. They just kept letting him drop back and, like you said, just heaving towards the end zone. That doesn't make any sense if you have that good of a mobile quarterback. Um, I don't understand the play calling unless that injury was so bad that they just didn't want him to get hit. Um, so I, I, I don't, I don't know for sure what the hell they were doing. Yeah. I, I kind of questioned that. I was like, why do we not try to get eight, 10 yards a couple times and make third down a little easier instead of just, yeah, just chuck it up to the end zone. Incomplete pass four in a row. I yeah, and I don't know if they were just like, oh, we're on the road, so we got to go for the win. Well, you do, but you also have to have decent play calling. Like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. And, <laughs> so, and you know, Nebraska, I think in our group text, that line was sent that before the they announced their quarterback was injured, Nebraska was favored. I, I don't get that. <laughs> Well, neither do I because Adrian Martinez averages like seven and a half interceptions a game against Iowa. So I don't know why him being hurt makes them the underdogs now, but whatever, I'll take it. Uh, give me all of the Nebraska hate this week. I love it. I'm not going to rag on anybody. I just want Iowa to go out and shit stomp them. Um, I do that every <laughs> year. I want, I want Iowa to go out and shit stomp everybody, but even more so now, just give me that uh Iowa dub. Uh, I'm gonna look like a fool a lot of ways if they don't. So give me that big, big W in Lincoln this week, which it won't happen. They'll win by one or two. Like they always nah, yeah, I mean, Kirk, Kirk will sit on that two point lead. Joey, I was just gonna say, I think you should go, you should turn your expectations from shit stomping to winning by fourteen, because that would be a a big Iowa State or a big <laughs> Iowa victory. With well, yeah, that's a shit Give me that. <laughs> Four, yeah, yeah, that is an Iowa shit. Never mind. My bad. With with uh, comment withdrawn. But but what I'm saying with the like, Adrian Martinez being out, if they they're gonna run the ball and control the clock, it's gonna be Iowa and Nebraska doing the Spider Man meme and seeing which one can point at the other one longer, <laughs> and then hopefully Kirk can like stink eye Scott Frost and scare him. I guess I don't know because. They're both terrible with clock management. They're both just okay with sitting on one or two points. So it's going to be a defensive struggle. I'm going to be, I don't know, pacing and just chugging beers probably the whole game. So don't expect a lot of breakdown from me next week. I'll do my best. But, man, I I am nervous for this game because, one, if we win, we get in the Big Ten with a Wisconsin loss. And I'm also going to be just – the biggest, biggest Minnesota Gopher fan this weekend. I was going to say, are we all Gophers this weekend now? I am. I mean, I want Iowa in the Big Ten championship game. I don't know if they can hold a candle to Ohio State or Michigan, but I want them in it. Give me a chance. Yeah. Let make Trent, it happen. Emig, Emig this weekend. What? Every man a Gopher. Emig. There you go. Uh, Emig. Yeah. There we go. Emig. I will row all of the boats if that. Hey, happens. I mean Iowa. If, you know, being an Iowa State fan, being a Big Twelve guy, I mean, right now with our podcast, Iowa in the Big Ten championship game—that's something to talk about. That's content right there. So exactly I'm all for it. Exactly. So if just to recap, Iowa versus Illinois a little bit. I don't have a whole lot on this. Uh, 
Padilla looked good. Um, the stats don't reflect how bad the drops were. His stats were pretty abysmal. He had under 100 yards, but he had six big drops that shouldn't have happened. Um, he looked really good in the run pass option and run options, which, I mean, is a new wrinkle that I I don't know. I didn't think I'd see again in my life at Iowa, which was awesome. Um, Charlie Jones balled out, had a 100-yard uh, kickoff return. Amazing. And the freshman receivers, especially Arlen Bruce, they looked good. They're making rookie mistakes. They're dropping big balls that shouldn't be. I mean, if you touches your hands, I was always taught to catch it. I didn't do a very good job. That's why I didn't play D1 football. But, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's something that needs to happen better. One good thing, though, going against Nebraska, their run defense isn't amazing. And our running backs looked really good, especially Goodson. And then I believe it's Wilson in the backup role. That's a pretty good one-two punch right now. So, And that's does, basically all I have on Iowa. So what did we call Clark last week, the resident non-Nebraska hater? You, you got anything yes. on the game, Clark? I actually do. I had to do a little research <laughs> here. Uh, I, I took a card from Bryant. Now I'm looking, I'm looking back in the years, okay? Um, so in recent history, uh, since they made this a trophy game, it is the Heroes game. Iowa leads that series seven to three. Um, so Iowa's been uh, pretty dominant here in the past 10 years whenever it comes to going this for seven matchup. in a row, baby. <clears throat> yes. And uh, so they've met, um, it looks like 51 times over the years since uh, dating back to the 1800s. And Nebraska leads that series 29, 19, and three. Uh, but if it keeps up at this rate, um, I see Iowa taking that the lead in that here in the you know next twenty years. So, so by the time Kirk's next contract runs out, they should take exactly. It. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm looking at the overall series right now. Iowa is one in one in games versus Nebraska where they had no coach. They they <laughs> they beat them twenty two zero in eighteen ninety one, and they lost to them only six to zero in eighteen ninety five. I mean that's Going 500 without a coach versus Nebraska, that's pretty damn good in my opinion. Pretty impressive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially in those all... 90s years that they all brag about and are so happy to bring up. Uh, they, only well, went all, they only matched up once in the 90s. I think it was in 1999. Yep. So uh, Nebraska won 42-7. The 90s, how uh, much... that one game kicked your ass, okay? Just think how much money they could save by just not having a coach. True. Right, I think every university <laughs> should go that route. Yeah, coach uh, by committee. There yeah. you go. Everybody's student loans would sure go down. <laughs> Doubt it. <laughs> no, they'll, they'll find a way to, to run them up. <laughs> but that's all I had. Um, Nebraska, they're on a five-game skid right now. I don't see it getting any better. The, the one thing I'll say about Nebraska is they they have only lost one game this year by nine points, and that was to Ohio State, which is right now looking like George, you know Georgia's one, Ohio State's one A. You know they have to rank them too, but they're up there in, in ranking. And they only lost them by nine. Everyone else has been seven or less points. So this you know, game it, is is at home. Watch out, yeah. Memorial Stadium could get to rocking. So yeah, seven okay. and zero. Oh, let's go seven straight. Go Hawks, baby. <laughs> better corn, better people. Better corn, my ass. 
Oh, no. no. Number one in the Don't <laughs> shoot Eric Clark. It turned into a corn podcast here. Everyone yeah. turn it off now. I'm sorry. It's talking about corn <laughs> for the next hour. Talk about how Iowa's corn is superior to all other corn. Really? I mean, if we're going to do this, uh, my next uh, combat sports edition, I'll bring on a corn expert and we'll just see what's going on. I, I think we should have a sweet corn cook-off. You bring, you bring the Iowa. Uh, I'll find some here in Kansas. I don't know. It's, it's probably growing out there somewhere in a ditch or something since all they grow is wheat. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the Iowa corn is better than everybody else's corn. It isn't an opinion. It's a, it's a fact. So. That's why they built a whole freaking palace out of it, right? Well, that's in South Dakota. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's in Mitchell. Clark, we'll uh, I'll do cornbread. You do regular bread, and we'll see which one's better. Why do I not use cornbread? I no, love cornbread. You said you wanted to use Kansas stuff. I'm just oh, trying to give you a little bit of a leg up. A little bit of weed not. only. A little yeah. bit of weed only. That famous you. Kansas bread we all know about. <laughs> <laughs> you do love your white bread. I know it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I can't argue that Kansas is not predominantly white, I guess. <laughs> Bunch of Wonder Breads out there. <laughs> anyway, I think we lost track of Big Ten football, so. Yeah, that's all I, that's all I got on the Big Ten. I, I, do do you on. mind if I bring up a couple things from Big Ten? Go ahead. Uh, James Franklin signed a 10-year deal. That was kind of the one coach where they were all thinking, kind of, kind of like the Matt Campbell, is he going to USC, when's he going to USC? Signed until 20, uh, 2031, so that's kind of nice for Penn State. They don't absolutely get destroyed by Ohio State every year. They at least compete, so good on them to keep their coach. Um, otherwise, Michigan State, obviously, we just saw the abysmal game where they lost 56-7. They signed their coach to a $95 million contract. Do you know what his – his record as a head coach at FBS was before that signing that $95 million contract. I don't know. No he's idea. turned that program around. So give he it was, to me though. He, he was seven and 12. Yeah. Yeah. Seven <laughs> and 12 and he got $95 million. So I don't know if Sark has a better agent or if, uh, that, if the Michigan state head coach has a better agent. Mel, Mel, Mel Turner. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I shouldn't just say head coach Mel Turner. They just all have Barta. That's all. True. They got that Big Ten money, baby. Mm-hmm. They have the guy that can get them in the playoff. Right. True. He's got them in the right path, dude. Well, speaking of the playoff, the SEC, let's do the SEC recap because well, they're getting somebody in the playoff. There's no doubt about that. Ryan, your LSU Tigers won this week. Whopping twenty-seven to fourteen to UL Monroe. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude! Hey, but you know what? Max Johnson didn't look like a total turd. So that's good. <laughs> you say that like you're disappointed. <laughs> Win's a win. Ryan, I think I think that's the first compliment I've ever heard of Max Johnson in the however many podcasts and hours we've done. Is that quote Max Johnson wasn't quite a turd this weekend? End quote. I love it. That's that's yeah. about as nice as I can get. Hey, I liked his dad a lot, but he needs yeah. to learn from him a little bit. Dude, he's got 2,500 yards and 24 touchdowns with only six interceptions. You know how much I would die for that as a Hawkeye fan? I will take uh, that every year. Different different conference. <laughs> he would not, even if he was 
uh, I don't know, Peyton Manning, he'd only have 10 touchdowns in Iowa. Joey, if if Iowa went from the quarterbacks they have right now to Max Johnson, that would be like people in their early ages of like, oh, let's get into this Model T real quick. Oh, never mind. Let's jump into a Lamborghini. Your head would blow up. You you just got to keep the pace, make your way slowly through the decades before you get to that nice Lambo there. I don't even know if it'd be a car. It might be an airplane. (laughs) A horse. Horse and buggy. Your, yeah. your job as a quarterback at Iowa is mm-hmm. take the ball from the center, turn around, hand it to the running back. That's it. Yeah. They've got a Texas A&M this weekend, so I I expect them to play like LSU has been the rest of the year. LSU needs this. They they need yeah. this game. they got to become bowl eligible. Yeah, dude. They have to win. It would be awesome. Um, don't hold your breath. A&M, I mean, they're – they're ranked. I can't remember what they are ranked, but uh, I believe 14th. They're a good team. They're solid. Yeah. Teams. I mean, they beat uh, Powerhouse Prairie View AM 52 to 3 this past week. So um, that's kind of what I had for the SEC was uh, they played a lot of cupcakes. So they, uh, they beat Bama. Mm-hmm. Speaking of A&M, Bama, yeah. they 4138 beat Bama. Yep. Speaking of Bama, they uh, they played Arkansas this past weekend. Um, that was a close game. That Arkansas was a good game. played them played them pretty close. Yeah, 40, uh, 40 to thirty five. Forty two to thirty five. Yep. yep. And yeah. uh, <clears throat> so, Bama, Bama. I feel like that was a good a good week win for them. Uh, Arkansas is ranked number twenty five, just inside that uh, you know top meaningful ranking there. Uh, was a good game. I saw the end of it because Arkansas was down 14 and they scored with, I don't know, just like a minute or two left and they needed mm-hmm. to get the onside kick to go down and tie that game. They didn't get the onside, so it doesn't matter, but it was just a good finish to the game. Yeah. Right. Uh, touching in the heartland real quick, Missouri did beat Florida at home, which was a good game for them. Oh. And they there should... was a lot of shit talking from Missouri coaches about Florida <laughs> because of the brawl last year and talking about how good it was to beat Dan Mullen. So um, I'll, I'll take that anytime. So they don't uh, feel seen... bad for getting Mullen fired down there. No, I don't think so. <laughs> have you seen Florida's uh, SEC record this year? Yeah, yeah. two and six. Two and six. Yeah. Ugly. What were Solid they ranked man. at the beginning of the season? Should we do a retouch on that? Man, I, Tell I us. don't even know if I can go back. They were... were Number they 13. Yeah, they said they were high. Yeah, if Florida is the only team that I know of that was ranked super high in the preseason, and it's now not ranked. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't think of any others. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think we should do any research on it either. So. No, there were none. <laughs> uh, so we got people that aren't ranked anymore. Clemson, Ohio, or Iowa State. North Carolina, Florida, Miami, USC, LSU, Penn State, Washington, Indiana. Texas, Coastal Carolina, Indiana, Louisiana, All the blue bloods. and Arizona yeah. State. Yeah, man, preseason rankings mean a ton. Absolutely. No, the the only thing I was going to bring up, since we're talking about Florida, obviously they, they fired Dan Mullen, which, again, like we're talking about with Campbell, you know, why doesn't he stay? He Cam, or Mullen is the 13th fired coach this year, so there's currently 10 openings in, in college football. Dan Mullen was 29-6 and six at Florida until that shoe was thrown 
uh, last year, and then since then he's been four and eight and got fired. <laughs> Just so, ridiculous. So I mean, think he he's had a, of tw- of the last twenty five games, he's went twelve and one, throw the shoe, four and eight, and that's enough to get you fired in the SEC. That I don't know, I man. Wish I, I wouldn't have went. I wish I wouldn't have went back on the rankings. I'm looking at week seven now, and Iowa was number two. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> uh, the old spoiler makers. <laughs> spoiler makers. The boys from the Heartland will be right back. <laughs> Anything else on the SEC? Jesus, who's burping? <laughs> yeah, who is that? Did I not? Oh my god! I'm sorry. I thought I muted myself there. (laughs) You've been literally doing that the whole podcast. I've heard it like three times. Can Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. What in the fuck? Okay, so my mute's not working. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Well, I apologize, everyone. I've been doing this for like the last couple weeks, muting myself, thinking that and ripping farts and everything else. Yeah, oh we know my tonight. God. We found out. <laughs> yeah, we figured it out when uh, we could hear over our headphones that Bryant under his breath was going, these guys are freaking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Their takes suck. These takes aren't hot enough. I'll have to see if I can do a little uh, editing magic, but uh, there's a few in there. I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull it no. out, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely think you should leave this part in because this is embarrassing. And also- yeah, so at least we can explain to the listeners my bad behavior, and I do apologize. We're finally calling out who's doing it. <laughs> Crystal, he apologizes profusely. Can, can you just label this epi- or title it, Who the Hell's Burping, Just and just leave it at that? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great name. Thank you. Name it flatulence. Oh no, <laughs> Sarkeesian sharks. Oh there no. <laughs> yeah. So when you're taking your microphone into the bathroom with you, we can hear it, Brian. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> well, no, no more bathroom trips, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this week in the NFL, our locks of the week. I think this is the first week we're over 500. We're taking a step in the right direction. Absolutely. Oh, yes. so, no help from me. <laughs> I, I was kind of just doing the math in my head. Before tonight, or sorry, before this week, this past Sunday, we were 500. And now we're like nine and six. So we, we're good. We were five and five. Now we're nine and six. So Way to go, Bring guys. it on, Colin Coward. Bring that if, shit on. If everybody took our bets... <laughs> and bet them over the last three weeks, you'd be up money right now. So, And if you just did Bryant and Ryan's picks, you'd really be up on money. Yeah, yes, whatever, sir. you homer. I like, can't wait to hear your Chiefs pick this week. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it pretty easy. Spoiler alert, they're on by. Oh, oh shit, I didn't even see that. Bryant's going to have to actually make up a different pick. Well, I got to do some research now. Thank you for the heads up. Oh, yeah. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh anybody want to brag up their pick or lions baby lions yeah. solid that, that was the only uh underdog that got picked mm-hmm. and it hit would they lose by three i think or yeah seven they had a seven, chance to three. win but yeah i will 
I'll brag up my pick. I picked the Dolphins at uh, three-point favorite versus the Jets. I mean, anytime Joe Flacco's playing against you, you don't want to bet against him because he's elite, but I did it anyway. <laughs> he, still had, he still had 291 and two touchdowns. So. Yeah, well, that's that, uh, that's I, that Dolphins defense, man. I was going to tell you, I think if anyone has to, if they're going to pick the Dolphins, they have to be able to say Tua's last name. Otherwise, they don't get to pick him. Tonga Vailoa. <laughs> yeah, oh, is that it? Okay, well, there you go. Right. <laughs> then, then the pick stands, I guess. All Maybe right. I'm the only one that's illiterate. I don't know. All right. I'm, I'm one, in, one and two now. So, Ryan, what was your pick? Uh, Bengals minus one versus the Raiders. Yeah. Easy, that, yeah. Easy money. Yep. And, uh, well, Joey bragged up his. Bryant, we all know you're a homer. So, yep. Chiefs. And then Clark. Had was, the Titans. I mean, not only did the Titans not cover, they freaking <laughs> lost to the Texans. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the Titans Biggest are still up. standing at the top with second, like they're tied for the best record in the NFL at eight and three. But then they Ooh. freaking lose to the one and eight Texans. Seriously. And major of the season. Major yes. breaking news tonight, too. The Titans dropped Adrian Peterson. Really? They did. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He he had like nine carries for like seventy yards. Huh. Is Derrick Henry miraculously coming back this week or what? No, uh Foreman, whoever they signed the same week as Peterson, he's looking really good. Hmm. Obviously not good enough to beat the Texans, but still good. <laughs> Sorry. Still still all right. AP uh, had I... nine carries for forty yards. My bad. Yeah, that sounds way less impressive, Joey. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I do believe Tannehill was not good against the Texans. He had four picks. He, yes. he went back Ooh. to the his old dolphin self. Yeah, that's not quite ideal, is it? Yeah, no. 35 for 52 with four interceptions. Like anytime you're given giving up that turnover, it's it's hard to come over to overcome that in the NFL. Oh, for so sure. I know four of them. I know there's a couple of us that are in the same fantasy daily pick thing. How many of us took the Titans defense? I know I did. I did. I, I did. Yep. Three yeah. for three. Nailed it. It, yeah. it always is the, the defense I pick. They're going to lose every time. But you took the Bucks last night. so Can you just give yeah. me a heads up next time, Trent? Yeah. No, because I'm taking <laughs> you down with me. <laughs> <laughs> I have to finish better than Trent in this thing because otherwise I owe fifty-four more dollars. Yeah, Joey has to pay my entry fee. So I, I don't think you're doing so good right now, Joey. It's easy money. Thanks, Clark. Thanks, Clark. I love you. So we will get to our picks for this coming week in the fun cast. So we'll just uh, roll along to an NFL recap. Um, the Chiefs, they're looking like their normal selves. They're coming around. Mm-hmm. They they sure did slow down that uh, top uh, NFL offense this past week. Didn't allow anybody into the end zone. Yeah, nineteen to nine over the Cowboys. I mean, Cowboys were trending in the right direction, and yeah, the Chiefs they just ran into that brick wall that is the Chiefs' defense. Yeah. yeah. Um, that that, I mean, that apparently Chiefs... that uh that that pickup of Melvin Ingram. That, that apparently is a huge pickup for them because these last few games, they've just been phenomenal on creating that pressure, and the DBs are starting to look like what we're familiar with the last couple of years. 
And even if it isn't Melvin Ingram getting to the quarterback himself, I feel like it allows Chris Jones Mm -hmm. to do more in that line, play in the middle, play off the opposite end, because he had a huge game. He had three and a half sacks. And I think he's had three pass deflects, didn't he? He, I mean, he had multiple that I saw. Yeah. Chiefs only score 19 points. I I really didn't see any of the game. Um, I mean, we're so used to the Chiefs scoring 35 points a game. Mm -hmm. I mean, what did Mahomes, did did he, how did he do? I didn't really see any of his stat line here. I'm kind of looking it up. He did enough. I mean, that's kind of the... That's, That's kind of the scary thing is first the Chiefs, like we, you know, I think honestly we talk about Mahomes all the time. I think it's nice that we're finally focusing on this defense a little bit. You know, some stats that they threw up on the screen if you weren't watching the game is, you know, right now uh, the Chiefs, the you know, where we're talking like historically bad levels, they're allowing 33.6, or I'm sorry, 32.6 points a game the la- the from game two to six. So those five games previous and then the last five games, they're allowing less than 16 points a game and they've turned it over eight times last five games compared to four in the first five, six games of the beginning of the season. So, I mean, uh, offense, offense isn't quite getting it done, but they're getting enough done. Uh, they're not allowing Jackson Holmes in the arena anymore. Defense is, <laughs> is the game. I, I mean, honestly, that that's the makings of a winning team. Yeah, Mahomes, he didn't have any uh, eye-catching stat line. He actually had no touchdowns and threw one interception. Um, But, you know, uh, Clyde got got a few carries. They were moving the ball well uh, when they they had it in their hands. Um, They they had a few sustaining drives. And uh, I don't know, I feel like like watching the game this weekend is uh, very similar to what I expect to see in the playoffs. Like, they were playing like this game mattered is, is how I felt. Yeah, um, watching this game, it's not like they're out there experimenting a lot. Like they're playing like the whole thing. Um, they're getting it done. Yeah, a couple games this year, you could tell. I think it was like the Titans, and when they're just getting, they're just getting destroyed. They were giving up out there, and now they're playing with a purpose. It feels like. Yep. And of course, Kelsey's touchdown has to be a rushing touchdown. So it does. Did you see count. the play? Did yes. you watch that? God, yeah. Oh, dude, he lined up right there to take the snap. I'm like, oh yeah. Thank goodness I did not take my home to Kelsey this week. Please let him run this. Uh, I was so happy. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of a, it was a cool play. But I took him, so didn't count. Great. I was not happy. Whatever. No, and, and and again, like going back to the Cowboys, give them a little credit. They were the number one offense. You know, they were playing without C.D. Lamb. They were playing without Amari Cooper. Um, my friend Jeremy did say if if Amari uh, Cooper was healthy, that they would have, quote, skull fucked the Chiefs. So, I mean, <laughs> um, he wasn't there, thankfully. I would not want that to happen to my team. So, you know, I guess we'll, I'll take lucky over good, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, our boy Snead has been, he's been bringing it. He's been looking awesome out there. Yeah. Um, I know a few plays, uh, even they, you know, giving it up to CD lamb and they're just on it. They're right on him making that play. Uh, I know I can't remember if it was CD lamb early in the game. They threw a reset, like it threw a short route to him. Freaking yep. defense was on there making the tackle before, you know, he, came down with it in his hands like they they've been playing excellent there in the defensive backfield i agree 
I know one thing that I really, really uh, tried to watch this week, and the Chiefs seem to have been getting lit up by tight ends because their linebacking core just hasn't been playing spectacularly. And that Schultz from Dallas is really good. I watched him a lot on hard knocks and stuff, and he just looks like another Jason Witten type that they just seem to always have in Dallas. But they shut him down pretty well. I like that. I was going to hope you were going to say some, one thing you watched was Jackson Mahomes videos, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> never, he, never. He is built like a tight end. Kid's 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. Joey needs to get TikTok, it looks like. Nope. Do your research, Joey. Yeah. Yeah. Six, I don't six, need to do research for that shit. <laughs> and as soft as a ball of Play-Doh, okay? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Elsewhere in the heartland, uh, the Minnesota Vikings beat the Packers. You hate to see it on a last-second field goal. Yeah, what, are your, what are your thoughts on that, Trent? Do, do you hate it? I hate to see the Vikings beat the Packers. It just it breaks my heart. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, what, Everybody Trent, knows I'm Trent, what are your what are your thoughts on that one? On what? On the, the whole game? game? Yeah. Uh, see, we have two Vikings fans and it's really quiet. You guys need to I, say something. <laughs> I, well, I, I feel like Ryan's trying to set me up here. <laughs> no, I just I just know that I have I have things that I want to say about the game, so I, I figured I'd let you go. Well, I I didn't get to watch a whole lot of it. Uh, I was busy this weekend, but uh um, I, I just figured you're trying to set me up to talk good about Kirk Cousins because I've been a known Kirk Cousins hater the last few years. You, you do owe an apology for some of the things <laughs> so, you said, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, I will swallow my pride here and I will say Kirk Cousins. Uh, this year has been pretty spectacular. Uh, really, this year I've really come around on my opinion of him. Um, and like that thing you sent us the other day that they're saying about a, a check down quarterback. Well, Justin <laughs> Jefferson, I bet he disagrees with that opinion because he's absolutely balling right now. Eight catches for 169 yards and two touchdowns. Like you don't get that from a check down quarterback for one receiver. What was it? Yeah, I've been looking through a video of my career in the last seven years and uh, nothing changed today from those seven years. So, yeah. Something like that. That was just, a hilarious interview by Kirk. Ju- just the nicest, but most hilarious F you ever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm coming around on Kirk Cousins. Um, I think without him, we wouldn't. I mean, we're five and five. Had some bad losses just because of, you know, last second field goals and going Bumbles. both ways. Is that game? Is that game management on the coach there for that one? Yes. Yeah, I, I I would agree with that. That uh, without Kirk Cousins, I don't think we're five and five right now. I think Mike no, Zimmer is just a little busy with the Instagram model girlfriend. Oh yeah, Good I, got, I got two questions for Trent. Okay, do you like that? Do you like that? <laughs> you just asked it twice. Was that both questions, or am I expecting something else? <laughs> okay, okay, but yes, yes, I do like that. So. No, it's it's good to see. Uh, always love to beat the division rival, and to knock the Packers out of first place in the NFC. So that's nice. We get them again here in a few weeks. Uh, we'll we'll see nice. if we can beat them on the road. Yeah, absolutely. Beat yeah. them in Green Bay. I, I'm looking great. at your score, though. I don't know how you guys can be like. If you were a Vikings and Iowa fan, 
I'm looking at all of the Vikings games, and all of them except for like one is within six points. I mean, you just got to be like, how's the health the health of your heart at this point watching this team? So how about, it, how about this, Brian? We are the only team in the NFL. Every single game has led by seven points. Every game, and we find a way to blow five of those. Yes, every game we had have we have had a seven point lead at some point, and a lot of times wow. third quarter, fourth quarter, and find a way to blow it just because we stop being aggressive and mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I feel like yeah, if you a play Falcons, to man. play to not lose, like in a game, and you get soft, that's when you lose. Yeah. Yep. Like you, well, you have to keep your foot on the gas. So we we've also allowed the most points in the NFL the last two minutes of the first half, and that's because okay, we're leading. Let's do prevent defense and just let them march down the field, and that happens every game. It's it, it, yes. every single game. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of prevent defense because I, I feel like just play your normal defense because they're all like, well, you don't want to get a guy behind you and a touchdown. Well, how often does that happen when you're playing your normal defense? Not very often. So Is why that would not it happen the philosophy now? every drive? Exactly. So I'm just saying, like, play your normal defense. Like, well, and then know, that shouldn't happen. Yeah, so here's here's my take on on the game. It was um, it was it was a fantastic game. That's two weeks in a row um, that the Vikings have actually looked like I thought they would look like at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. and it's because they're being aggressive. And Kirk Cousins is just throwing the ball very well. I mean, the the pass to Jefferson at the end of the game, towards the end of the game, where he was falling on his back because he's about to get sacked. Chucked it up in the air and just perfect to Jefferson for a touchdown. It was phenomenal. And then the drive down the field to the pass to Thielen on the sideline, that was placed amazingly perfect. I mean, I've never seen such a good ball before with how good of a spot it was. So if you let him throw, good things happen. It show, it, it's shown the last two weeks. And finally, um, this is the first time I've heard Mike Zimmer after a game say, oh, yeah, I want Kirk to keep being aggressive, keep throwing it. Usually it's Dalvin Cook. We need to get Dalvin Cook more touches. Dalvin Cook needs to run more. I don't know if Zim finally had an epiphany, a come-to-Jesus moment that said, hey, I'm going to lose my job, and now I'm going to use the best quarterback the Vikings have potentially ever had and actually win games with him. So it was fun. Yeah. It, was, it was a really fun game. Yeah, he's always been a – we got to get the run game going to open up the pass. It's like yeah. – well, what if you try the opposite? You know, yeah. In this NFL, this is ball. a this is a different NFL. I mean, he's he's back in the Dave Pill Park cell days of of Dallas. He's been in the league forever, yeah. and 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 so the league is not the same. It's a passing league, and yeah, and, it's a hundred percent a quarterback driven league right now. All the the rules are like favoring your quarterback and receivers. It's like take advantage of that. Have you guys? Uh, do you guys ever watch Good Morning Football on NFL Sometimes. Network? Yes. No. Sometimes. So, so I, I really like that show, and I especially watched it a lot when I had COVID. And Kyle Brandt, one of the guys on there today, said basically said, "Hey, if you let this team play how they're playing, this isn't a playoff winning team. This is a Super Bowl winning offense. So mm-hmm. do it. Just keep on. Just keep on doing what you've done the last two weeks, and uh, and then." You guys saw the, the video of the of the of uh, Paul Allen and what the Packers coach said to him. 
yeah, yeah, this is funny. So, so for listeners, if you haven't heard it, um, Paul Allen, he's the Homer um, announcer for the Vikings. He announces all the games and he has his radio show. And he's act, he's he's honestly a little too much for me, but he he was doing interview or uh, talking after the game, and with with Ben Lieber, Vikings legend. Well, I wouldn't say legend, but Vikings former player. And uh, one of the Packers coaches came up to him and said, "Hey, you better not go on the microphone." And give give your players credit for this win, basically saying, "Hey, the refs won you this game." Uh, very funny to come from the Packers organization. I've got I've got some some stats pulled up here actually. So this year, the Packers are tied for the third least uh, penalized team in the NFL, and this is a very uh, it, it, it's a trend every single year, it seems like. And so they've got 51. The lowest is actually Cincinnati with only 40 penalties on them this year. That's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. But Green That's Bay is tied for, for them. Yeah, yeah. Green Bay is tied for third with 51. Um, second is the Rams at 48. But then I found these two from 2010 to 2019. Um, first down, first down, downs given because of penalties on the other team. The Packers are leading that over 110 times. The closest is the Patriots at around 100. Then after that, nobody else is over 100 first downs. And that's just, that's, um, you know, that that includes everything. That includes Aaron Rodgers, who has a great hard count. He does a great job of throwing people offsides. Absolutely. But, yeah, I mean, credit to him. He does a great job with that. But then you go to things that are not pre-snap. Um Packers lead that with over 80 times. So that's defensive pass interference, uh, holding all this stuff. And it's, it's, it's amazing to me that the Packers organization and everyone involved around that keeps on thinking that, Oh, the, the NFL is against us, blah, blah, blah. No, the NFL has helped you out so much since I've been watching football. It's disgusting. It, it's, it's truly disgusting. And Watch any primetime game; they are holding constantly. Nothing ever gets pull, gets uh, called on them for that. And it's not just because I'm a Vikings fan. It's I, I get um, messages from fans of other teams all the time saying, "Man, how do you guys handle this in the NFC North?" So give credit to the Vikings for beating you guys for once. Um, it happens; we lose to you, and and you know it happens. Give give some credit to the Vikings instead of trying to make excuses. And that's to the coaches. The fans are amazing people. I think that it's funny that a coach like approaches the Vikings radio guy and just like spews that. Like, like dude, and, you just lost. Like, and, and he never said which coach it was. I, I have I have read that it was Lafleur, but I've also read that it was the defensive backs coach too. And he used to be part of the Vikings organization, which is kind of funny that he's going to go and say something to his former boss, basically. And if you, the listeners, want to see uh, Paul Allen's response to that coach, I did just retweet it on uh, at Heartland Pulse on Twitter. So uh, go check it out. So there was my Briar rant, my Rye rant. I took that from him this week. Um, <laughs> so is Kirk, is Kirk better than Culpepper? Kirk's po- so Kirk's biggest problem is his pocket presence is not great. Your pocket awareness is not great. Um, he he gets happy feet pretty quickly. Um, but then again, he's. I also saw online that he's the most pressured quarterback in the NFL, and he was like one of the top three most pressured the last two seasons with the Vikings. So uh, he probably has PTSD behind that line. 
but I would <laughs> I would say that Kirk is better than Culpepper because would you? Yeah, because look what Culpepper did when he didn't have Randy Moss and Chris Carter to throw it to. Like yeah. he went to the Dolphins. You mean when he got when he got traded to the Dolphins and they picked him instead of Drew Brees because yes. of a shoulder injury that could have maybe derailed Drew Brees' career. I mean, did it? I, I can't remember. Did it? Uh, I don't think it did. The Dolphins made I don't a believe great so, pick. Did, didn't, don't think so. Okay. Yeah, Nick Saban, <laughs> baby. That was Nick Saban. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> yeah. Without Randy Moss and and Chris Carter and you know Robert Smith, like Culpepper was, he didn't do anything. So I think Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Culpepper for sure. Yeah, is is he going to make? Well, he turned. He he took a really crappy Washington team into the playoffs. Yeah, like he. I'm not. I'm not saying he was bad. I'm just saying he just didn't put up stats like he should have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it would be nice if he had a little bit better pocket awareness, but it'd also be nice if the Vikings didn't have a top five worst line in the league. So you got it. That, that would help the pocket yeah. presence. <laughs> that would help. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's never going to be accused of having the mobility of Patrick Mahomes. Let's just say that. <laughs> well, neither am I. So <laughs> are you an NFL quarterback? <laughs> uh, sometimes when I play yeah, Madden. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> All right. Anything else about the Vikings? Uh, no, I think I'm. I think I've said my piece. I think we just need to give it a good old skull. That's right. Yeah, that is one of the coolest beginnings to any football game at any stadium. So the Packers, Bills, Titans—they all lose. Uh, the question is who's legit. My my thing with this year is there's not that one or two teams that are head and shoulders above everybody else. Um, like there usually is in the NFL, like the last two decades, it's been the Patriots. And, you know, last year it was the Buccaneers because of Tom Brady, whatever. Um, but uh, I just, there's nobody that's really just separating themselves, which I like because that creates more parody in the NFL. Um, I don't know what your guys' take on that is, but I, I like to see it. Yeah, that's I'll that's one in. thing I love about the NFL, just because there is so much parody. Um, and, and usually, yeah, it, it's, it's usually, like, we made our picks a couple weeks ago, and I for sure thought nobody can compete with the Bills. The Bills have looked like garbage since then, so maybe it's the, the Ryan cast curse, I don't know. No, Should we, we uh, but... make make picks again here with like maybe four weeks to go, to, just to see what <laughs> I everybody's would love thoughts to. are? <laughs> My picks are suck. Be- because yeah, I mean Ryan had the Bills, uh, Homer Bryant. You know them Chiefs are looking hot. I had the Titans. I mean they threw up a big old fart this past weekend. So who knows? The thing is, I don't know if I would change my pick though, because the Bill. I mean yeah, the Bills have looked terrible, but they can turn it back on. That that's why I'm saying maybe after this next weekend, uh, maybe we uh, throw some see what we see what we think then see if maybe uh, our our uh, thoughts have changed. Did anyone pick the Rams to go to the uh, Super Bowl in this group? Joey and Trent they made yep. the same picks. Chargers and Rams. I'm not switching. Trent's got an all LA at Super Bowl, don't you? Yep, he does. So does Joey. I was just gonna say I don't know how you could ever pick the Rams to win the Super Bowl with those candy-ass uniforms. Every time I see those <laughs> white and, like, their new blue and new yellow, it looks like 
it's a generic starter jersey that you buy from like Kmart back in the day. Like the colors <laughs> just aren't like a distinct red and yellow like the Chiefs or like the the green and gold of the Packers. Like they they just they don't look like a contender, you know. It's not the jersey that wins the Super Bowl, Bryant. Well, I don't know. Neither does o- OBJ, I guess. He doesn't win you a Super Bowl either. I know. Yeah, I picked the Rams before they picked him up. Ah. So So that, that that's going to be what you hold on to if they don't win, OBJ? <laughs> yeah. Because I would. Yeah, he's the reason. Bucks so looked good last night, though. Well, sorry, was that the Buccaneers? The Bucks looked pretty good last night, though. They played the Giants. Yeah, that's where I was going to go with that, too. Like, oh, they got to win. But it was versus the Giants. Yeah, are but the, the Giants did have the Giants all their people stink. back. Thank. Giants had all their people back with Saquon and uh, uh, yeah, their Sa- offensive line had what twenty five yards. Yeah, Garrett so, got fired today. Really? Oh the yeah, clap, the, I saw that. The, the old Clappers packing his bags. Yep. Yeah, guess <laughs> who their interim coach is? Freddie Kitchens oh. from the Browns. Oh my. That's the Browns of that one for them. Yeah. But to answer your first question about who I think's legit out of those three, I'm going to go with the Packers just based on who they just lost to. The Vikings are good, and the Titans lost to a shit-ass team, and the Bills also lost to the Jags. So out of all three of them, the Packers have the best losses. So. Yeah, and their loss to the Chiefs, they're they're uh, Aaron Rodgers list. So I mean, even right. their even their one of their losses is kind of excusable. Same thing with if Mahomes is out, I'm never going to count that as a loss to the Chiefs. Joey's <laughs> talking about the best, you know, good losses. Who do you think you are, Gary Barda and the College Football Playoff <laughs> Committee? It's in his Iowa There's blood. Yeah. Hey, so if I'm the uh, if I'm the committee right now, I'm taking the Packers in my playoff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The Seahawks, they are not legit right now. No. They they're dead. They're broken. There's a fox in the hen house too. a uh, lot of stuff about Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson getting divorced. So uh finally. Hopefully Russell goes to the Broncos. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Just why would he knowingly go into a division to lose and be in third in the division every year? He he would be the third best quarterback in the AFC West right now. That's true. I mean, you I could guess, even make a treatment for fourth with Derek Carr in his game. Uh, yeah. Yep. If if it weren't for the Jaguars, the the Seahawks would have lost their last six games. Their only win in right. the last six games is versus the Jaguars. So, yeah, this is Russell and, Wilson's first uh, three-game losing streak of his career. Yeah, and not to jump ahead to the next cast, but uh, they are favored this week by two and a half against Washington. Ooh, is that a little foreshadow for like, you, Joey? I feel like that's an easy pick right there. Well, someone may have already taken that pick. Mm, a little foreshadow. All right. <laughs> Anybody else got anything they need to get off their chest before I don't... we wrap this thing up? I just don't understand how Seattle can be so bad. I mean, they signed Jamal Adams. Right. Does that make you good? Uh, I think he's extremely <laughs> overrated is what I think. Yes. <laughs> That's why I asked that. He talked, man, he talked his way so bad. Oh, yeah. That contract with the Jets. My God. 
And Seattle just bit. I think Pete Carroll just looks for outspoken defensive backs to just go there but and you, be like, you're going to be the new see, leader. You see the exact same thing in the wide receiver front, though. Like, OBJ, dude's way overrated. All right? Same like well, same so we with can, defensive backs. Yeah, we can easily say that uh, it's a very diva-driven area on the outskirts of the field is what I'm saying. Like, uh, the receiver backs and – Wide yeah. receivers. Mm-hmm. Yep. I get it. I mean, look whoever's at, uh, squeaking the loudest out there is going to get all the attention. I mean, OBJ, yeah. Terrell Owens, Ocho Cinco, you know, all Deion Sanders, guys. Deion Sanders, uh, Richard Reeves. Sherman. What Richard sucks Sherman, is uh, based off of that, uh, I'm probably going to have to watch Jalen Ramsey on some NFL show, you know, in the future because uh, he loves to he loves to talk. Yeah, yeah but he's stupid. He's not like. Yeah, Steve Smith can talk and he can back it up. So could T.O. and all those guys. I, I I don't know. I've never heard a good interview come out of OBJ's mouth. He just always sounds dumb. He never, ever backs up anybody. So I don't know. You put him on a uh, a thing with Terry Bradshaw or somebody like that, they're just going to eat him for lunch and just yell at him. I, I hope so anyway. <laughs> I still think the best is Randy Moss, who can run over a traffic cop and still go play and kick ass <laughs> and then be on and, monday and night a, countdown and you know he's great on monday night nfl countdown he caught a oh, pass from yeah, steve from steve young last night in a fur coat in the end zone which was awesome speaking of randy moss just think back in the day remember that game where he mooned the the green bay packers <laughs> and and like whoever the announcers were like yeah. oh Humanity watching a moon yeah, and the Chiefs was, shoot an AK 47 in the air, and everyone's like, Yeah, that's cool. It was it was <laughs> Joe Buck, and I believe he said, What a disgusting act! Yeah, yes. that, yeah. <laughs> so, can we talk about the uh, the unsportsmanlike calls made in Kansas City? Because mm. there were three of them in the game, one of them came when uh, Clyde was taking a stride into the end zone and he points down the line towards the defender. Throw the flag. Throw the flag. Take him for life. Get out of here. Disgusting behavior. I'm joking, maybe he should just maybe, maybe he should have just ran over a traffic cop. <laughs> True. That, that won't give you 15 yards. There's just been such inconsistency across the NFL with their uh, officiating crews and the mm-hmm. uh, point of emphasis on that rule this season. Mm-hmm. It's it's absurd. All in the eye of the beholder, dude. It's If that crew's work in the playoffs, dude, it's going to be so painful to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw a video today. I don't even know who the teams were, but the – the offensive player was hit by a defender and he was kind of airborne. And then a second defender comes in and just, you know, a forearm right to the head, you know, and it's, that's not a penalty, but if, you know, an offensive player or a defensive player makes any gesture towards any other opposing player, that's 15 yards on the spot. It's like, you're all about player safety, but you want to throw flags for somebody air quotes taunting. Well, that, there's a crew out there that has called it like what three times more than any other crew. Yeah, I think I saw a, seven compared to like three or something. That was yeah. The, was I'm the saying then there's, then there's like a couple crews out there that haven't called a single one. Yeah, yeah, it's so inconsistent, and I don't. I mean, 
Oh, taunting. Is that the worst thing that they're doing on the field? It's like, you're so concerned with player safety, start calling more helmet to helmet hits or something. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I'm with Brian. I mean, the Chiefs didn't get flagged for him shooting an AK up into the air or, uh, you know, making the motion like he did. So my favorite is people that were like defending it. They're like, it wasn't an AK. It was a shotgun, <laughs> which is legal in Missouri. It's like, that wasn't the point. It's a firearm, dude. Oh, what, what length was the barrel there? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, totally fine. He was pretending it was a bazooka, which isn't a real gun. You know, I mean, they're, like, they're just coming up with any excuse at that point, dude. At that point, they're just playing Call of Duty, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, was just quick, he was just quick scoping some noobs out there. Combat shoddy for right. the win. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anybody else got anything they need to get off their chest? Nah, I'm good. Nothing. I think no, I think we've ran, rambled on enough here. Moving All right. on. All right. Well, that was the last topic on the agenda. So let's sign off here. Um, but again, everybody, let us know how we're doing. Slide into those DMs, please. Let us know what you want to hear us talk about or not talk about. Joey, what are the socials? Uh, it is at Heartland Pulse on the Twitter machine and Instagram. That's where we post most of our stuff. We'll put our pics and all of our videos of smoking meat. Anything else we're going to do, we're going to post videos on there. And on Facebook, we'll uh, still try and do everything on there. I'm not very good at it, but we'll get there. Uh, We'll definitely post when our stuff goes up there. And uh, yeah, that's it. What's the OnlyFans? (laughs) Brian? Uh, 69 heart heartland pulse emphasis on the pulsing <laughs> i think it's 69 chipmunks there, yeah. yeah there we go lots of feet picks <laughs> lots of feet picks all actually right. what's real porn is i'll just keep posting all my uh picks that i keep getting right in the nfl oh jesus yeah three no baby we're gonna keep it well, going four no next week chief's gonna buy you're definitely not getting it right this week. Anyway, tune in, tune in next week, folks. You'll see another winner. Anyway, keep your eyes out for the fun cast. I'll be coming out here uh, in a day or two. <laughs>